Welcome back to the podcast. This is your hostess. My name is Nicole DeVincennis. Awesome as always to have you here with us today. Today we're going to be talking about nutrition tips during travel. Specifically, the underlying current here is how do you remain congruent with your goals when you're traveling? And whether this is traveling for business, this is your luxury, pleasure, travel, your vacations, or even if you have some element of a commute or you are the family taxi cab and you're driving everybody around every place, okay? There's travel involved. It's one thing to remain congruent with your goals when you have a lot of people, let's say on your team, who are able to do things for you and all you have to do is remain locked and loaded with your health and fitness goals, but it's a completely different beast if you're living a life where you still are involved in the day-to-day things or if you're the provider and travel is a part of your professional providership okay that's just the reality and what it really dials down to is a test of your commitment okay so here's one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people who are just stepping into optimizing their overall health and fitness and have an element of travel somehow worked into their day one of the biggest hurdles is as with all things completely mismanaged expectations and you're gonna laugh at this one because even as grown adults the tendency to be subject to peer pressure all right let's unpack this just a little bit so the first thing is when we're talking about misaligned expectations think of it this way. Have you ever been rocking on a health and fitness program? I'm not going to say diet because you know when you coach with me, diet is not something that you do. Diet refers to what and how you eat on the daily. Okay, so whether that's fast food, whether you do meal prep at home, whether you implement some sort of a starvation program for yourself where you're totally dwindling down calories and like you're vacillating back and forth and all whatever you normally do, that's diet when you coach with me. So what I'm saying is that when you first start tackling this health and fitness enigma or even if you've been rocking it for a while and you are noticing that you're plateauing misaligned expectations comes about when sometimes you don't even know that you don't know what it takes to remain consistent and congruent with your goals when life starts happening So if you've ever been on a vacation after a period where let's say you were getting your body ready for the beach, okay? This is common. I mean, this happens to a lot of people. I used to do it this way. I don't do it this way any longer because I hated the bouncing back and forth. And that was how I actually learned how to freaking master this and rock it out so I I don't come back disappointed. I always come back from my vacations actually in better shape than when I even left, which is so fun. But anyway, You're not knowing that when you tone up your body, if you will, to get it into shape, to look good in a bathing suit or shorts or wherever it is that you're going or any sort of event preparation for that matter, you go on vacation and you fall off, quote unquote, you fall off the wagon. All right. And now you're eating what the restaurant serves you 
you decide to indulge on some desserts, uh, maybe your intake of alcohol is <laughs> exponentially higher than what it was before. You know how this stuff goes. It's, you know, a couple couple chips and salsa over here. And then the next thing that you know it, you've got freaking a main line of margaritas and <laughs> like everything goes to hell in a handbasket. I mean, it happens that fast sometimes. And then when you come back, it's almost like you've taken 20 steps backwards because you have gone so far off of your normal program that now your metabolism is all screwed up. You have, you know, led yourself into that vacation where you were so calorically depleted, probably to the to the maximum side there. Now all of a sudden you start dumping in not just calories, but calories that aren't necessarily quality calories. Plus there's lots of sugars and there's, you know, all the stuff that everybody knows, like, oh, I know I'm not going to be at my best when I eat and drink all this stuff, but it happens. And then you come back, you feel bad. You look really not that great. And then the shame kicks in and then you're like, I don't even know why I did that. It, it wasn't actually worth it. Okay, here I go again. And now you're back on that yo-yo plan back and forth. Very similarly, even if you're taking business trips, which tend to have more structure to them um, from the get-go, usually you're going to be a little bit busier. Yeah, you might have, you know, late night cocktails with people or whatnot. It still is not the expectation is you don't always know that you don't know what it takes to remain congruent with your goals until you come back and we have our coaching call. We have our coaching call. And you tell me how bad you're feeling physically, how tired you are, how jet lagged you are, and how difficult it is now to step back into the workouts because you've been so far off of the grid and it's, it just comes down to one thing. It's the misaligned expectations that when you're moving into what is essentially a lifestyle, Okay, so lifestyle is literally how you live your life. It doesn't change based on if you're at home and all the situations are perfect, um, if you are traveling, if you have an element of commute, if the kids have 20 different things going on. Everybody has a lot of things packed in their day to day. And so to align your expectations is the clearer you are on your goals, and this is why I say clarity of goals determines order of priorities because the more black and white and concrete that you can make your, your project, your initiative about your own health and fitness, which is your goals. I'm not saying you don't have emotional tie into there. You do. But what you're actually doing is you're just pulling out the vacillation of the feelings and that little voice in the back of your head that you know, just wants to give you a bunch of excuses. Oh, you know, well, I'll just handle that when I get there. I'll just, you know, when the restaurant, you know, is there, I'll make the best choice that I possibly can. And yet you still come home and you're, you're not feeling your best. So one of the things that when you're traveling, um, it's, I say that it's a test of how, of your commitment to your goals still comes back to the element of pre-planning and your decision to remain congruent with your goals in light of your travel. 
So what I mean is, for example, I have clients who I've coached as couples, I've coached individuals, and they, we were coaching and training together for a period of time, and they did a test run, if you would. It was their anniversary, and they went out to dinner, one of their favorite Italian restaurants, and they just, you know, they'd been doing really great. They had a lot of changes in their body composition, so they just went out, and it wasn't like they totally stuffed themselves, but they ate the stuff that they were previously eating before we started working together, and both of them, I handled their phone calls separately. I didn't coach them in a group format um, both of them told me how bad like physically bad they felt in like three days for three days after they had this particular meal and I said well you know what that's actually very common you know that this happens you get you get tighter like it when you rock a stronger nutritional platform it it tightens you up that you get more sensitive to like junky food and eventually what happens is you don't like that recovery time of feeling cloudy in your head or sometimes people have some food sensitivities and now their body starts hurting them and it just takes too long to actually recover so what they do is they start tightening things up and exerting a higher level of control on what they're doing now I know in the beginning this seems like it's very very extreme and I'm gonna totally you know come clean here and tell you for me as your coach I'm a rip the band-aid off type of a chick all right so if you tell me I have to do this this and this in order to achieve that particular goal I'm doing it there it's I'm not gonna like gently stick my toe in the water and kind of sort of do it and just I'm not that way I'm the rip the band-aid off type of a chick and so this is actually how I've learned <laughs> I've learned through pain and trial what works and what doesn't and again there's always you know more than one way to skin a cat but with me my job as your coach is to foster your growth and show you those stepping stones on how to get you from point a to point b and keep you growing after that so when it comes to travel of any sort okay kind of like bringing this back full circle is the clearer you are on your goals the more you will automatically then put into place some sort of a plan and or system to keep you congruent and to position yourself for success. So that means you're going to be successful all during the travel and then in the period afterwards, you're not going to come home feeling like you got run over by a truck. You'll be tired because you've been working, you've been running around as you should be because you're human and you need to rest, but you're not going to feel like you got run over by a truck. Okay, so it all comes back to just daily operations. One of those things has to do with meal prep. And yes, I recommend meal prep for people who travel. You might find it also very interesting that I recommend food prep for even my people who work from home. I know there's no travel involved there, but you know, working from home, just a little side note here, is a totally different beast. And you might as well be commuting because the thing, it takes over your life. And one meeting goes into another meeting. Now you have a pop-up and teams and now there's this email and there's this text message and this and that and this and that. I have all of my people even meal prep when they work from home because 
If you don't and you just say, oh, I will handle this when I get there, that's the equivalent of saying, I will, you know, when all the stars line up and everything is totally picture perfect, I'll be able to accomplish this, this, and this. And we don't coach that way. We say, all right, here's the goal. This is what we're going to have to do. So even when you're traveling, it's to have meal prepped. Now, if you're traveling for a day, they do make... Um, briefcases, um, like satchels for women that are like a day bag or even overt coolers. There's backpacks as well where there's coolers built into the bag. So it looks stylish. It doesn't necessarily look like a cooler per se, but there's little slots for your um, ice packs. Like there's little pockets for your utensils, for your supplements, whatever it is that you need, you can put it in there. You can pack your stuff for the day. And all, I mean, you just like set it and forget it. All you have to do is eat. You're never subject to being stuck in traffic. You're never subject to, oh, the kids, you know, practice ran 15 minutes late. Oh, now I'm over here. Oh, I forgot. Now I'm not going to stop home. Now I'm back over here. I'm not subject to, oh my God, the meeting ran late. I'm not subject to, I'm trying to close this sale. And now um, I ran out of food or, you know, I wasn't able to leave in order to go get dinner or come home and cook dinner. Like it really negates all those excuses. But very similarly, even if you're traveling via airplane, Okay, the importance of meal prep is going to be like, I can't even say you shouldn't understate it. It's unparalleled. And there's ways to get this done. Okay, so again, this is lifestyle. Like, this is what we do. So in addition to packing your clothes and setting your agenda for your travel, you also need to be packing your meals and prepping meals and food for yourself to be successful. Now, the first couple times that you go through this, it may be a little bit rocky, but it always is going to help you to investigate um, where you're going to be staying in terms of your hotel and ensure that the place, the room that you're staying is going to have a refrigerator in there. That's going to be key number one. Most hotels have at minimum these days, they'll have even a mini fridge, one of those little square little things. Some of them will have a little bit of a taller, you know, it's got like the top portion is a freezer. I mean, it's like an actual mini fridge. And then most hotel rooms, if not the floor or down in the lobby, will also have a microwave. That's basically all that you need. Because then what you can do is you can be thoughtful about A, packing your dry goods. And what I do is I use Ziploc baggies, depending on how long I'm, I'm going to be gone for. So if it's going to be, you know, less than a week, what I'll do when it comes to things like oatmeal, you know, that's a dry good, I'll pre-measure it out in Ziploc little snack baggies and I'll throw a bunch of those in my carry-on or in my bag. It usually goes in my carry-on because if I had separation from food, it would totally defeat the purpose. So I put it in my carry-on and I put each of those little snack baggies in their own big like quart size Ziploc bag because once you start carrying food with you, you will always get stopped by the TSA. They'll always unpack your shit. And I don't want their germy, grubby gloves touching my food. So I want to keep everything in clear baggies. I want them to be able to see what they're dealing with. And I promise you, you'll always get a laugh from them because they'll ask you, 
like I also pack my chicken that way so I'll portion it out or my protein whatever it is and they'll look at it and I always usually take a very very early morning flight so they're not expecting this at all and it never fails every time that I've ever traveled the TSA person it's usually the guy will take this out and he'll say is that chicken <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because they laugh even like out here in you know I travel through O'Hare nine times out of ten and sometimes those people can be a little bit gruff but they always get a big kick out of this because lord knows what those people find when they go through other people's bags but here you know, they're not expecting to find you know a nutritional like program you know packed up into little bags so I've got my dry goods packed up I do have chicken. Now, you cannot bring ice packs through the security checkpoints, okay? I'm aware of this. So what can you do, okay? You have to start, you know, implementing your survival skills, okay? You don't live in a third world country. You're traveling, you know, in civilized areas from airport to airport, and they do have something called ice. So what you can do is pack a couple of additional Ziploc baggies that once you pass the security checkpoint, then get some ice cubes into your Ziploc baggies. Use that as an ice pack for your bag. Make sure that you get more than one so that you double wrap it in case it leaks. But then now your stuff is going to stay chilled and fresh and it's going to get you to your next destination, whether it's the, the business center, whether it's your hotel, and then you can handle your business from there. So it makes life so incredibly easy the other thing that's like wildly helpful is if you have like emergency meals um on the ready and when i say emergency meals i mean stuff that you can just quickly get some food in while you're traveling or while you're in between clients uh, you know you know how busy life gets when you're in business but even when you're traveling on vacation if you're out on a hike you're at the pool or wherever you are sometimes you don't always have access to food that's being made right away or you know just like be smart about this stuff so have your protein powder you know I we use protein powder as a supplement. It's not a mainstay of your daily nutrition, but I mean, heck, bring that with you. Bring the scooper with you. Bring your shaker cup with you. Bring individual packs of peanut butter or almond butter. You know, there's a lot of, there's so much, it's so easy nowadays to do this or a little Ziploc baggie with you know, whole walnuts or almonds you know, that you can just bring with you. Bring with you a couple of prepackaged bars, whether, you know, there's just different brands. You know, you know what you're rocking on your nutritional program, but if you have those things at the ready, you're never going to find yourself in a space where now you're making excuses for not remaining congruent. It's all about controlling what you can control. There's bazillion different ways of doing this, but again, it comes back to number one, having properly aligned expectations that to maintain congruence, you have to do what it takes. All right, so you know, again, coaching and training with me is I'm a no-nonsense type of individual. This is what we do, okay? I'm not one of these um, accountability coaches. People coach and train with me, 
I don't even attract the people who, I don't even know why I'm saying this right now, because I don't even attract people who need accountability coaches. My people are maniacs. Um, they operate on the high side of activity, whether it's, it's straight physical fitness, they're business owners, they're in sales, they're all of the above. And so my people rev on the high side of production, not just busyness, but true levels of production, whether it's for the business, whether it's for their family, whether whatever initiative it is, they're very high performance, high performing individuals and do not need accountability coaches. Usually what they need from me is a, it is a nutritional plan because everybody develops bad habits or gets into a rut after a while and they hit some sort of plateau where body composition isn't changing, their recovery times are increasing, they just don't feel like they don't feel necessarily so good, their energy levels stop dipping down. So there's usually some element of straight nutritional platform that they need from me that they're like, they need someone to just handle it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like everyone can eventually figure this out. When I have had like my coaches learning how to do this, I did it for the same exact reason. I'm sure I can figure it out too. I don't want to. All right. I will take notes. I will learn how to do it. That was always my intention. But when it comes to hiring a coach, you want to be able to hand this program, this project off to somebody who's going to be able to handle it for you. You implement it so that you don't have to waste your your capital resources of time, money and energy spinning your wheels and in delaying, you know, your goal attainment. So there's that. But the other element of coaching that I think goes really unrecognized with um, the individuals that I coach is not slowing down the I, well, maybe doing less, maybe working smarter. Let's say that. And people are very, 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 very busy. And they always, everybody that I coach and train has goals and aspirations for both the immediate and distant future. And oftentimes a, a coach is the only link that you have towards that future. So a lot of us in the coaching industry, we represent a normalcy, okay? It's, it, it, provi- it provides you with a sense of consistency, congruency, just as that link, the vital link to get you where you know that you're wanting to go, whether you're gonna be retiring, changing careers, the kids are gonna be leaving home, or whatever and so we are that link to it's not codependent it's we become part of your normal daily operations and are that constant it's the metronome of reminding you yes you are a human not a robot okay yes remaining congruent with your nutrition while you're traveling is an expectation if you want to get those particular results out there and you know how it works. The more, the uh, rather, the better you eat, the better you feel, and the better you feel is the better that you do. You can train better. Like it, everything all works together all the time. So when you're traveling, okay, it's not should I or how do I. It has to do with your levels of commitment to that particular goal. 
and then being creative about how you actually put together your own program. Okay, so remember this uh, little um, coaching tip that I learned a long time ago from one, it was actually from a business coach that I had. It's one of my very, very first um, sales coaches. And he talked about uh, the success triangle. And if you imagine a triangle and like a, a, an equal equal-sided triangle if you were to divide that triangle the top portion like if you were to draw a line over the top representing 15% of the triangle and then the bottom that all that open space on the bottom is um, 85% that 15% of the individuals when it comes to setting goals they commit first and create second whereas majority of the population Okay, and this applies to any endeavor, any industry, any initiative or whatever, have to create something first before they commit. So when you look at the two, the top 15%, I'm going to repeat that, they commit first and create second, meaning they decide this is what I'm doing and they figure out the how-to afterwards whereas the people who are committed to disappointment essentially <laughs> yo-yo dieting back and forth or only doing things when you know all the stars line up or when you know they're able to quote unquote able to remain focused with their goals until the speed bumps of life hop in or until they take a business trip or until they go on vacation or until soccer practice and all the sports begin they have to create something first and then the commitment meaning they have to have the time the resources the money the blah 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 blah, blah before they're willing to commit so you want to ask yourself okay if the top 15% of all the successful people in the world commit first and then create the how to if i'm going to be the top 15%. If I'm going to be the successful person, then wouldn't it just make sense for me to do what they do? And that's to commit to what my goals are and figure out the how to, to remain congruent during periods of travel. Does that make sense? That's the difference in the mentation. So when you coach and train with me, I am, I'm not a, I'm not a contest prep coach. When I coach with my, you know, contest prep coaches, this is why, you know, it's always worked for me to be a rip the bandaid off type of a chick. There was no lead in into it. It was like, okay, here's your show. This is what we need to do to get you from here to there. Do it. Okay. And that was, that was just, that's how it's done. Okay. When you're doing lifestyle change, I'm all about rip the bandaid off technique. My best case scenario, I want everybody just up in our, let's just get this done. But I'm also well aware of the fact <laughs> that I also work with a lot of strong-willed individuals who try to do things their own way <laughs> the first time or two around. And hey, I mean, if you want to do it that way, that's totally fine. You can just, you know, let me know how it works out for you. <laughs> but in the end... <laughs> Do it how your coach told you to do it in the first place. <laughs> and I know if anybody has been coaching with training with me for a while, you oh, we laugh all the time. 
like, yeah, you told me to do it that way. It's okay. It's all right. We'll get it done. We'll get it handled. So just remember, <laughs> consistency is key. Congruence with your goals comes down to two things. Number one is me having properly aligned expectations as to what it's going to take. And number two, which is probably more importantly, and that's the, the commitment to doing whatever it takes to remain consistent and congruent with your goals, even during periods of travel. All right, that's all we got for today. Thanks for joining us. Make it a great day. We'll talk with you next time. Bye-bye.